bunch of crazed dogs. Have some fun. Get your popcorn ready. I'm here, so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid. I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No. What? Get your big butt out of here. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast brought to you by ShopFantasyGuides.com. I'm former player and current Devi analyst Jesse Preston, and I am joined tonight by the talent of this operation, the Rippy Brothers. I got Steven, the owner and operator of Fantasy Guides, and his younger brother Casey, who's a local Denver comedian. We're recording this on Tuesday night, September 6th, and it's actually my fault we're recording a day late. Uh, I decided to take my kids to the Macklemore Imagine Dragons concert here in Denver, Colorado, and it was amazing have you guys steven have you ever taken your kids to a concert yet i haven't they're still a little young uh Kiefer really is not a fan of loud noises so that's <laughs> we had i think rocky's game is the loudest no actually we went to an avs game so avalanche games probably the closest to a concert he's been hold on hold on you didn't take him to see the beach boys oh, geez. no you know that was an adult <laughs> that was an adult thing yeah uh, us uh us old people went yeah, so it was it was cool. Our our kids are nine and seven, and they're kind of getting that age where they actually there's certain bands they like and songs they like, and uh, they happen to be really into Imagine Dragons. And then uh, they also have you know three or four Macklemore songs they really like. So when we saw they were coming together, we just decided to go. So it was really fun. Uh, so appreciate everybody waiting one more day so that I could take my kids to go do that. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get it rolling for you tonight. Tonight on tonight's episode, we're gonna have Steven's weekly fantasy guides recap. He has some announcements to make about his season guide, which just launched. We have Casey's NFL Cover Zero, a comedic look at recent news and trends. And then kind of our week one Olapalooza here. We got waiver wire ads, week one defenses you might want. And Steven did some really cool posts about Stockwatch, um, what you might what you might feel about players at the end of week one might be a little different than how you felt going into week one. So uh, I really like that post. You can talk a little about that. And then, man, what a great weekend of football for college football. So I'm going to talk a little bit in the Debbie Rookie Watch about that and uh, and then give you some games to watch this weekend. It's it's actually a really solid week, too, as well. So, And then we'll wrap up the show with some listener questions. Uh, specifically, we reached out today on Instagram, and we were trying to find some, some start-sit advice. This player or this player. We got some really great feedback from our uh, our audience, and it's going to be great to do those. If you found your way to this episode, thank you so much. We do want to involve you, so contact us directly through social media with questions. Uh, Stephen, where can they find you? Uh, at Fantasy Guys on Instagram, of course, and then they can email me fantasyguides at gmail.com. How about you, Casey? Uh, they can find me at uh, NFL Cover Zero on Instagram. And I am at Devi Rookie Watch. And uh, yeah, reach out to us. We want to hear more about your questions. Steven, what do you think, man? Let's get into it. I want to hear a little bit about this season guide. Yeah, so season guide, it's basically, it kind of helps, you know, set your lineups. It's it's designed, anybody that's used uh, our dynasty guide or draft guide, the way it's set up is I put kind of what I find to be the important metrics to look at because we can't look at every metric. And sometimes these metrics on their own, just they don't stand out. They don't mean a whole lot. But I put them in these kind of bar graphs, if you will. And it's kind of fun. Like, Jesse, we were talking about it uh, back in January doing the Dynasty Guide when we started plugging in all this rookie data. And then all of a sudden you populate it and you get to see all these graphs and certain players popped. And two players that popped for us were Isaiah Likely and Wandale Robinson, you know. 
as something that I, I hadn't heard of these guys or I hadn't heard much, very much about them, but they really stood out. And then and Rashad White get, too. I, I feel like Rashad yeah. White was the third one. Yeah. And then look at, I like, we're seeing Wandale lighting it up in camp, taken in the second round. And then we're seeing Isaiah likely they're talking about him being, you know, the number three receiving option um, in Baltimore and that he's going to play a lot. So these are guys that nobody knew about and, it, it kind of just helps give that edge a little bit. So I'm trying to recreate the same thing with setting your lineups and season guide and also helping with uh, DFS start sits. So anyway, I just wanted to, I, I'm, I'm actually not, I'm, I'm finishing it after this pod- podcast. There's a, still a few little tweaks, you know, <laughs> a little uh, errors I'm finding in it that I have to tweak, but it'll be done tonight. Um, so I did want to quickly though, just read off, I won't do any analysis on these, but these are just players that popped for week one. So I kind of call this sneaky starts. We'll we'll work on the title later, Jesse. But okay. these are guys that might not be in your starting lineup normally, but maybe for DFS or you know if you're if you're hurting, you didn't you didn't draft very well. Maybe some of these guys. So Trevor Lawrence, Jameis Winston, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Melvin Gordon, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Kirk, Kadarius Tony. TJ Hawkinson, Pat Fryermuth, uh, Gerald Everett, and Albert O. Those are all guys. Without any analysis, they they look really good visually on the season guide. So take a look at some of those guys. Sweet. I, I love the season guide and the dynasty guide and all of those things and the way he has that built out with the metrics. Uh, just so you know, Stephen, that's always the first thing I show when I'm, you know, like this past weekend, I was at a, uh, a football draft, uh, you know, a redraft league. And, um, I was trying to describe what you do and the visual that you create is kind of the first thing that like I throw out there and people are like, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's like tech mobile. They got like, the, <laughs> the it looks like the Mad- yeah. exactly. Or like Madden too. It just looks like these, these metric bars essentially, but they're dedicated to stats. And basically these stats are for the most part, it's reflective of the defenses they're playing. And one thing I forgot to bring up is for the first week, it's going to be access for everybody. It is it is behind a paywall, but since a lot of the data I'm using is last year data, which isn't perfect, it'll start to get better as the season goes on. So week one, it's free. So go to shopfantasyguides.com. You'll see it. I'll have a big banner for it. Um, but yeah, check it out. Um, and then let me just list off a few guys that look like you're probably not, you're not benching a lot of these guys, but Maybe for DFS, just pay attention that these guys may not do as well as you hope they would. Um, Matt Stafford, Justin Fields, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Brees Hall, Cordero Patterson, Rashad Penny, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, uh, both the Dolphins wide receivers, um, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, and Cole Komet. So some big names in there. Again, in your season-long leagues, you're not, you're not benching a lot of these guys, but in daily, just you know, maybe, maybe look elsewhere because you've got the, you got everybody to choose from there. So anyway, I just wanted to get those out real quick. And if you guys haven't checked it out yet, be sure to, I'll be putting some stuff out on Instagram, promoting it, but um, just go to shopfantasyguys.com and you should see it there. Awesome. Sounds great. Appreciate it, man. All right. Yeah. I think next segment we want to jump into is uh, our Casey's NFL cover zero. Casey, how about it? You ready for NFL cover zero? As soon as I find the button, bro. <laughs> Double wing right. Ace. Go down slow to play middle linebacker. 
Dumb, never mind. Hey, Fellas, we are just days away from finding out the answers to some of fantasy football's most important questions. Which one of Aaron Rodgers' wide receiver threes will be his number one? Did we inflate Damon Pierce's value during preseason too much? Will Zach Wilson continue to score MILFs? So many questions before we get into this season. But before we do, let's take one last look at the last week of the offseason. Last week, Tyreek Hill stated he felt like the Chiefs just threw him to the side like he was a piece of trash. Mm. Trash is an interesting word choice here. Maybe if by trash he means like that guy who threw out his computer that had thousands of Bitcoin on it. I've never thrown anything worth $30 million away before, but they got a first, second, two-fourths, and a sixth for him. That's more like throwing away a computer with Bitcoin on it, and then the dumpster throws back a computer that has Dogecoin. <laughs> Yeah, the Bitcoin is way better, but I've heard Dogecoin still has a ton of upside. Mm. <laughs> Steven, do you know what Dogecoin is? I don't. I, of course. Well, I have a Shiba Inu. I have two of them actually, so I do know what Dogecoin <laughs> is. But again, people try to explain crypto to me, and it's just—I <laughs> don't know. Casey, your jokes make more sense to me than sometimes the, uh, the crypto itself. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever let somebody try to explain crypto to you. It's like trying to explain dynasty football to your wife. Mm. I had that with the same thing. I was at the bar the other day trying to tell somebody about it and they, they just look at you like a complete crazy person. <laughs> huh? Yeah, you do it like all year. Like you never have to stop playing fantasy football. <laughs> and they're like, well, football stops. And you're like, yeah, but it doesn't have to. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, in, other, in, in another interview, Tyreek was also asked if he'd be willing to be handcuffed to Jackson Mahomes for 24 hours if it meant he'd win another Super Bowl, to which Tyreek replied, that Super Bowl gonna have to wait. Burn! <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jackson Mahomes? Is that his dad that's, or something? No, no, no that's... That's, Jesse, uh, I know I, we know you're 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 buried in the college football on Sundays, but you got to know who Jackson Mahomes is, right? Jackson Mahomes. He's he's like a TikToker that's uh, Patrick Mahomes' younger, annoying brother. Mm. No, I got, I got you're at, you know what? Look him up, and you'll instantly be annoyed. But it'll you'll be better for it. You know what? Don't don't look it up, please. He doesn't need <laughs> he doesn't need more hits. <laughs> Uh, All right. In this week's players who should stay off of Twitter, we go to J.K. Dobbins, who replied to a tweet on how he was walking with a limp by tweeting, do I have to walk like a robot? STFU. It ain't a limp. Ironically, it ain't limp is the working title of Antonio Brown's latest single. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Is that fake news? (laughs) (laughs) The key is to make it just real enough to have Mm -hmm. people question it. Okay. All right. Let's stay in uh, Baltimore in some extremely important news. The Ravens will be without their starting mascot, Poe the Raven, as he suffered a season-ending knee injury during the last preseason game. And this is why you rest your starters in the preseason. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. First of all, the Raven? First, wait, wait, hold on. 
that's just a costume, right? Yeah, they gotta have a backup <laughs> like, guy. Yeah, like, backup would, guy. It's a real raven. <laughs> I mean, there's gotta be a lot of guys with a lot of energy and flexibility that could fit the that hey, role, right? Steven, there's no timetable for his return. And Coach Harbaugh <laughs> did say that they were looking for a replacement. But come on, man. Where are you going to find a five foot ten raven that can cartwheel before the season starts? Quote the ravens. Nevermore. <laughs> Stephen, uh, I know you were hoping for that poem to be in its entirety again. No. I do, no, have, I I do have a mascot story I got to throw out there, Stephen, for you. And I don't know if you know this. Did you know that uh, at one point the women's basketball team up at Mesa State, they made the playoffs? And it's one thing to make the playoffs, but they actually hosted a playoff game. And I was part of the student government there. And so we like knew that it was coming. And and they knew I was played football and stuff, too. And they were like, can you be the mascot for this playoff <laughs> game? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And they kept asking me and asking me. And so I did it one time. I was no. a mascot. Did you know that? Are we, no, but I'm glad I know it now. The people in the stands were like, man, where'd they get that middle schooler to put that costume uh, on? It is the worst. It's so hot. Like, I would I never do it again. It was one of those things you do at one time, you know, and uh, yeah, never again, but. It was uh, no. You definitely uh, conveniently omitted that from any storytelling <laughs> with me because <laughs> that would have been right. years of ridicule. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you understand just how hot those rhinos can be. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. All right. Well, let's go to some college football news. As in the most action-packed game of the college football weeks, the Iowa Hawkeyes <laughs> took on the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Oh, Iowa went up three to zero in the first. South Dakota then tied it up three to three in the second, and then Iowa went up two runs in the third and put the game out of the reach in the top of the fourth with a two-run safety to seal the game, seven to three. That's right, two safeties and a field goal won the game. It was the hardest football math equation anyone from South Dakota had ever been asked to solve. Mm. Well, yeah. it's the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, and they are a very good FCS team. Oh. But it was a painful, <laughs> painful watch for uh, for an Iowa fan. I I, I married for... into the Iowa Hawkeyes thing. I don't. You guys know this that my my wife's from Iowa, so I married into it. There, the, me uh, too. The black and gold runs deep there, and oh god, if they could just do something on offense, it's well. What's crazy too is they'll play a good team. They'll play like Wisconsin, and it'll be the same score. Just revert yeah. like they, <laughs> they'll, they'll, or they'll score against Wisconsin. It's they just play to whatever level opponent they're playing. That's yeah. the only college football team I really follow. And when you first told me the score, Jesse, I thought it was like, oh, they scored one touchdown. <laughs> no, 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 no touchdown there. <laughs> All right, let's go to Texas, where QB Quinn Ewers had his car towed during the Longhorns' 52-10 to route of ULM. I'm guessing he doesn't drive a Focus. I'm looking forward to next Saturday, where Ewers will be destroyed by Alabama and by game's end won't even remember what kind of car he drives. Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's your car? <laughs> dude, it's not funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, was I that saw from, that. Hey, and, was uh, that from dudes? Where's my car? Yeah. Oh no, just a uh, singular dude. Where's my car? Not dudes. <laughs> I said dude. <laughs> I heard an S at the end of that. <laughs> oh. 
All right, and NCAA football has decided to expand the playoff system to 12 teams, thus confirming that 12-team leagues are the best in all formats. The hope is that by expanding the playoff competition, the league will give other SEC teams a better shot at playing Alabama in the championship game. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) It's a win for everybody. Yeah, it, I mean, it's going to be really cool to get more teams into it. Uh, I mean, that is part of the debate, though, is everyone's like, when there's only three good teams, what is the point of putting on a 12-team tournament? But I think it allows access to a bunch of other teams. Um, and, you know, if, you, if you're if you a fan of a group of five team, now you can actually at least, at least maybe every once in a while they could get into the playoffs because they actually did build it out where even the smaller leagues could get a team in. And... Uh, yeah, you know, everyone's a winner because I think it was just 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 under a billion dollars of revenue will come from adding. Oh, jeez! Uh, wow, just those those few games to the college football. How, how many did you say they're adding? They're going from four to twelve, so they're going to end up you adding. They, you know, uh, could they just like? Could we just have them throw in like the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> like they just get a play in it each year too. <laughs> kind of like a toilet bowl consolation or yeah, something absolutely I think be, i'd be more interested i'll be honest they would make billions off of that one game it'd be <laughs> the most revenue detroit's ever gotten all right well we're going back to the nfl as sauce gardner is getting back into the action with his name again signing a deal with buffalo wild wings with his own commercial where he states he likes sauce on everything he even loves a little sauce on sauce action of course, a little sauce on sauce action is what Zach Wilson calls hanging with Gardner's stepmom and auntie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like inappropriate. Uh, many levels. A little sauce on sauce action. <laughs> There's so many different ways you could go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's head to Detroit where DeAndre Swift was unhappy with his throw rating on Madden. So he set out to change that with a Madden ratings adjuster. He had to hit a series of five pinatas five yards away. He ended up hitting every target, thus skyrocketing his passing accuracy from a 30 all the way up to a 35. He was throwing at pinatas? Did you say yeah. pinatas? Yes, pinatas. Uh, this is like the real-life version of Stephen playing Madden with Sammy Watkins. Oh, we got another video game story. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get into we gotta get into Sammy Watkins. We gotta tell that one, Stephen. Yeah, let's, let's talk about because well, our listeners need to know every time we bring up Sammy Watkins why why it's coming up. So just like I try to find every edge in fantasy football, I used to try to find every edge in uh, Madden or NCAA, and it was whenever the last right right when my son was born was this was like right before he was born the last time I played Madden, but um. Jesse, we were playing, and I, I don't. What'd you have to do? It was like it was like um, it was like drills. You could run these drills with like the players, right? And, and you would get you would get XP from the games too. But uh, I know you were you were running practices on the side to also. Yeah, play. you could do like these. I don't know, like cone drills or like receiving drills or something to like improve speed and improve agility. And I found that like so I had it was Sammy Watkins rookie year. So I was playing with the Bills, and I remember. He had like 94 speed and it took like every amount of points that you could accumulate to take his speed from like 94 to like a 95. I was like, eh, like what's that really do? You know, 
<laughs> but then I found you could adjust <laughs> like with each drill, I could take his like impact blocking or his run blocking <laughs> from like a 20 to like a 50, you know? <laughs> and then by the end of the, like, after like two years of doing this, this is so stupid and pointless. But <laughs> after like two years of doing this, I got Sammy Watkins like run block and impact blocking pegged at like yeah. 99. <laughs> and then, and then I was like, we had simulated a few seasons. I was like, oh, are you guys ready to play? <laughs> like I, like with a kind of snicker. And, <laughs> And then I just remember, I just, we were playing online and I'm playing Jesse. And every time I'd run a, a, a run play, Sammy Watkins would pancake whoever was in front of him. <laughs> like corner, the linebacker, the safety. He would literally just decleat all of them. And Jesse, <laughs> I just remember you were just like, what? What is happening? And then I finally, I finally had to tell him, listen, the last two off seasons, I've... <laughs> I've been oh, doing some, some dirty deeds, and I've got the best run blocker you've ever seen. I think I did it to more than Sammy Watkins, too. I think I did it to all my wide receivers. <laughs> so, like, they were literally just flattening everybody. And, Not even uh, Nick Nick could stand up to that. No, block. Nick Nick couldn't stand a chance. I but, mean, the but, other but, part but, about it is we had to start instituting trade rules for Steven <laughs> because – but who was your who was your defensive backfield, Stephen, for the Bills? Do you remember? I do remember it was Patrick Peterson. Yeah, uh, whoever was like I, I, Tyron Matthew. Like I had whoever Cam Chancellor. I just traded for all the. I had my own version of the Legion of Boom. Yeah, and, uh, and I would just hit stick all day, which was fun. But uh, the other thing I remember, Jesse, is at the end of the year we looked, and it was like the best lineman had like. 13 pancakes at the end of the year. <laughs> and Sammy Watkins had like 230. <laughs> that was so fun. Oh, God. I miss let's, those days. All right. Well, let's head to Dallas, where earlier this week, Jerry Jones was asked what he thought about Zeke this season. And he stated, the team goes as Zeke goes, by which we can only assume he means they will start the year off amazing and then die the final nine games of the season. <laughs> and I shall die as one of them. <laughs> oh, that's, enough a, that's a Lord of the Rings. Did I get yeah. that right? Yes, yeah, you got it. Long. Aragorn. The king. All right. The Bills and Rams are set to kick off the season on Thursday night football this week. And when asked who will win that opening game, Coach McVeigh said, it's a coin toss. Because the bills are in it, guys. Oh, <laughs> got it, got it. It was a little slow on that one. Okay, that slow. Hey, that's good. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and finally, let's end this offseason the way we began it with some Cleveland Brown news. Baker Mayfield was quoted as saying, I'm going to F them up when referring to his upcoming game against his former team, the Cleveland Browns. But let's be honest, even without Baker's help, the Browns will just F themselves. They just blew myself. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think baker mayfield has enough uh credentials to say he's gonna f anybody up i think he Where, needs to put it all together at some point before he can well, say that and, and here's here's my other thing is you know let's let's look at guys that do this the right way like peyton manning and is that do you do you can you envision him saying something like that heading no he would just do it again? <laughs> I, I mean, what, yeah, but he wouldn't yeah. get on. He wouldn't no. get anywhere and say it. You know, he's not gonna like when he went and played the Colts afterwards. So I, that just sounds like juvenile to me. Almost, I'm. 
I didn't hear that one, but ba- I'm not Baker surprised. sounding juvenile. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. I'll be honest though, I wouldn't mind more progressive commercials with him. I think yeah. that's his best. He he might not be a good quarterback, but he's definitely good in those commercials. For sure. <laughs> Well, Cleveland has done such a terrible job this offseason. They've become synonymous with effing yourself, to be quite frank. So much so, I believe we should change the saying, go F yourself, to go Cleveland your Browns. To use this in a sentence. (laughs) Hey, you Bills suck. Yeah, why don't you go Cleveland your Browns? Man, that Michael Jordan is so phony. (laughs) Well, you know, I think, okay, so they just have to wait 11 games. 11 games. And then Did you see the, him in the preseason? <laughs> listen, I'm I've seen him prior to the preseason. I saw him to start his career. He was pretty good. I think Deshaun Watson could be the answer. They just got to wait 11 more weeks. So they they might not might not be this year, but next year things are looking good. <laughs> and consider your NFL zero covered. We now return to your regularly scheduled podcast. That a baby. Thanks, Casey. Sounds great. Uh, we always love that segment. If you guys have any feedback on that segment, go to NFL Cover Zero, not to Fantasy <laughs> Guides or Heavy Rookie Watch. All right. You just go directly to the source for all your complaints. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next segment here, we're going to work on, uh, we're going to start talking about some waiver ads that you could make this week, some players whose stock might be up or down uh, heading into this week or following this week, right, Stephen, after they play. Let me just start with a few players. So, George Pickens, um, again, some of these numbers might have gone up, but George Pickens, uh, at the time I did this, he's just a little over half of the leagues he was available in. He's just looked amazing, so definitely add him. Kenneth Gainwell, I feel like the Eagles really want him to be the guy. Um, The current coaching staff are the ones that hand-selected him. They didn't pick Miles Sanders. They probably won't renew Miles Sanders, so I think – I think this guy's going to be annoying to Miles Sanders owners, but I think he's going to have some standalone games on his own. And if Miles Sanders ever goes down, I think he'll be good. So I would definitely, I think Kenneth Gainwell should be owned. Um, Julio Jones. I mean, the guy's a legend. We've seen Terrell Owens have some amazing seasons after the age of 33. Um, And I would say Julio Jones is a similar, somewhat similar talent to Terrell Owens. Very comparable. He's now paired up with the GOAT, so I think Julio Jones should be on rosters. Um, David Njoku, I I don't know if you guys saw last year, but um, Jacoby Brissett, when he started for the Dolphins, that was when Mike Gusecki just went crazy. He was getting like 10 to 12 targets a game. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, Brissett's just kind of a short to intermediate thrower, and that's good for the tight end. So I think Njoku will be good this year. Rondell Moore, uh, Jesse, what do you, I know you're, you're the, you're our college guy and there's so much of that spread offense brought to the NFL. I think Rondell Moore, I don't think you can trust him every week, but I just, I don't know. For some reason, I'm excited about this guy in Arizona this year. Now that Christian Kirk's gone, I think, I think he could, again, I think he's going to be a little boomer bust, but especially in DFS, I think he's a, a good guy to target. Well, he was unbelievable at Purdue. Uh, he he much like we talked about George Pickens and how he came in and, and made an immediate impact for Georgia as a freshman. Rondell Moore came in. I think he broke the squat record for the school as an 18 year old kid. And he's five, eight. So he yeah. he has these powerful legs, even though he's a smaller guy. 
and he's really fast and he he kind of got forgotten about because he got injured after this like <clears throat> dynamic freshman season but i remember that year he helped them upset urban meyer in ohio state that season because he was just so good and they're going to find ways to get him the ball jet sweeps bubble screens just get the ball out in his hands and i i think people are kind of sleeping on him i love that as a uh especially if he's just floating around out there. I know I added him in almost all of my leagues as the last pick that I took. So I, I'm sure he's out there to add. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, he's got four, three wheels and like a 43 inch vertical. So he's explosive. I, I kind of see him also being a bit of an extension of the run game for the Cardinals. Yeah. Not, not necessarily handing it off, but just little dump offs because he can, I mean, he can make a lot of space in a little area. So, no, I'm excited to see him. So he should be owned. I think he's only owned in like a third of leagues right now. Um, and then Isaiah McKenzie for the Bills. He's got that slot role, it sounds like. And I think because Jamison Crowder started off injured like he does every year, um, <laughs> McKenzie kind of took that spot. Um, and he's explosive. And this is a Bills offense where Cole Beasley was very use- usable as the slot receiver. So, And McKenzie's got more juice. So I'm He's a guy that definitely should be owned. Um, and then fan favorite of us, anyway, pod, podcast favorite, Wandale Robinson. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's not quite as explosive as Rondell Moore, but I kind of see them a little bit as similar type players. Can be used all over the field. Um, I mean, they used an early – They he went ahead of George Pickens. You know, the Giants used an early second-round pick on him. And, uh, no, I, I think they're going to – try to use him so he's a guy that definitely should be owned in leagues um i feel like casey that steven is kind of turning over a new leaf here you know yeah he just listed two guys under five nine right and and he has in the past he's told me right to my face he hates wide receivers (laughs) that are as tall as i am and (laughs) though i'm his best friend he just i included you in that yeah exactly exactly he's i i hate looking at the top of your head that's what if he can (laughs) see the top of your head he's not a fan of your wide receiver Uh, i mean both both those guys were great college players i think i think that they're you know worth a stash at this point for sure yeah yeah i mean again this is why i talked about it last week but if you can hold off like if your league doesn't make you um like if it doesn't lock your lineups Wait on your kicker. Just like hold on to one of these guys. I, I I just hate to see one of these guys blow up in like one of the early games and you dropped them and now you got a kicker that who cares about, you know? Um, some other guys, I'll just list them off real quick that aren't are owned in less than half of leagues that I think should be. Um, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, James Robinson. I was surprised to see that. Um, Gerald Everett and Austin Hooper. So Gerald Everett and Austin Hooper, these guys are like Gerald Everett goes a little bit earlier. I think he was going in like the 13th round of drafts, but these guys are the tight ends. I think you can roster, especially if you didn't, if you didn't get an elite tight end, because I think these guys could pop um, and they're owned in less than half a league. So, you know, it doesn't take much to be a tight end one. And I think these guys could do it. So yeah, those are definitely some guys I would add. Oh, and then, and sorry, let me go. Let me get to some defenses to add. We already talked about the Broncos. Cleveland Browns are a good one. Um, I Part of the problem with the Browns is I don't know how good the offense is going to be with Jacoby Brissett. And you guys know how it goes. If if the defense is on the field for too long, they're going to start giving up you know plays and points. But the Cleveland Browns start off the year against the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers, and the Falcons. 
which I think are very vulnerable because of the coach, the the quarterback position in those on those teams. I think they could they are a good defense, and I think they could create some turnovers, force some sacks, force some fumbles. So, uh, and it's four weeks. You can you can add them and start them for the next four weeks and not have to think about your defense. So that's why I kind of have them. I did talk about the Broncos as number one. You could argue the Cleveland Browns should be number one because you get a month of starting them. Um, another defense, the Philadelphia Eagles, they got the lions this week. Um, and then they got Minnesota next week. So you wouldn't want to start them next week, but then they got the commanders and the Jaguars. So three out of the first four games of the season are good for the Eagles defense. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're another one. They've got the Steelers. You won't want to play them next week versus the Cowboys, but then they got the Jets. Um, and then the Bengals last year against the Steelers in two games, they combined for 30 points. Oh, so wow. they, they really took it to, to the Steelers last year. Um, and then the, the Carolina Panthers, they've got the Jacoby Brissett Browns week one in the, uh, in the revenge game for Baker Mayfield. And then they got the Giants. So those are four defenses that you should be able to add. At least one of them will be available in your league. So if you're looking for a streaming defense, definitely add those guys or at least one of them. Cool. I love it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Stockwatch. You put out some posts talking about how following week one, you might have some players that you're a little more excited about. And then you might have some players that you're less excited about. I know, you know, fantasy owners, fickle, fickle bunch, right? They're going to, freak out and go in a lot of different directions. So, so tell us the ones that we might be a little down on heading into week two or that we might be a little up on. Is that, is that kind of what the post was? Yeah. Well, yeah. So what I was trying to say is like, let's just talk about stock up. So these are some players who haven't played yet, obviously, um, who I think will be, their stock will be higher going into week two. So these could be guys you might want to think about trading for now um, because they'll be cheaper now. I think than they will next week because I expect them to have good games. And the first one's Russell Wilson. I mean, come on, Monday Night Football back in Seattle. Finally, let they're going to let the the reins. There's no way that Denver's going in there with like, listen, we're just going to run the football. We're going to establish <laughs> the run and we're going to slow it. No way. You, I, I just see Russell Wilson. They're like, we're going to show Seattle what they could have been doing with him. So. I think Russell will he's he's just such a primetime player too. I think he's gonna take it to his old team. So I think he's gonna have a I think he's gonna probably have a top five finish this week. Um is my guess with Russell Wilson. Um Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs have the highest uh implied points this year, according to DraftKings. This they're gonna be playing in the desert against Kyler Murray. I think this game's just gonna be a shootout. And the thing is, Patrick Mahomes, it's not like he's cheap or anything but this was the first year since he broke out that he hasn't been a consensus top three quarterback he was going you know in the sharp like in best ball drafts he was going closer to like qb5 qb4 to five um but i think he's gonna have a really big game against the cardinals so i expect people to be all over him again after this um and then brandon Ayuk. um I think that he's built a solid rapport in, in camp with Trey Lance. It's a very beautiful, beatable matchup versus Chicago. And I think this is one of those games where we're going to like, oh, yeah. Remember Brandon Ayuk's rookie year before Debo Samuel went off? I think right. I think Ayuk will remind us that he was really good as a rookie and he's a good player. 
right? Um, I think AJ Brown. I've I've been a little down on AJ Brown this off season. I haven't been. I haven't didn't have him ranked in my seasonal rankings. I had him quite a bit lower than consensus, but I think he he could go off against Detroit. Detroit, they just don't have any corners, and I think they they also the Philly offensive line is just going to dominate that game. This could be a game where they just run all over the Lions, but if they want, they're going to be able to pass to AJ Brown and with play action and stuff. He could, I think, he could have his way with that secondary. Um. And then Amari Cooper, I still think this guy's a stud. And I don't know if you saw the post, Jesse, but he's actually smiling in the photo. No uh, way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Fake news. No, go to him, the post. Him and James they, Cook, they they yeah. will never be seen in public with a smile on their face. They have a very – I think they signed a deal with the devil to be as good as they are at football. <laughs> I want to see a scenario – Scenario where Amari Cooper tells uh, James Cook a joke that's actually really funny. I want to see what happens. <laughs> he seems no. Amari Cooper seems seems like a fun guy, just not when he's playing football. Maybe he's just all business. Yeah. But this is the first headshot I've pulled. Uh, he maybe just happy to be in Cleveland too. I don't know. Um, but he's smiling, and that I think can't be possible. That, I on. think he's going to be smiling after Sunday. I think. I think he can. I th- I, he's the best by far the best option there and i think it's a beatable matchup versus carolina so not that i don't think the browns will score a lot of points but i think amari uh can get can get his in that game i think people are going to remember oh yeah this guy was literally going as a wide receiver 31 i think overall i think he'll remind people that uh he's a good wide receiver um and then Alvin Kamara, I think he's been kind of forgotten as this elite fantasy back. I know I did because of all the suspension rumors and everything, but this Saints offensive line should be able to dominate the Falcons defensive line, and I think he should be able to run all over them. I expect a really big game from Kamara, and uh, I think people will be like, oh, oh yeah, I should have drafted him over some of the guys I did draft. So I think he'll have a good game. And then... Antonio Gibson, um, you know, unfortunately, Brian Robinson, you know, won't be playing. And this gives Gibson all the early down work. And the re- the uh, commanders are actually favored in this game by, I believe, three points against the Jaguars. So I think he could actually have a good game against Jacksonville. So I think people he was going as like the RB 30. I think people are pretty happy with where they drafted him um, after after Sunday. So one thing so, I didn't realize with Brian Robinson, it, it came to the end of my draft over the weekend, and I was I started doing some research uh, to try and figure out when he might be back. And he's not going to be out super long. And then the other thing that I read about that just kind of blew my mind is he had a bullet go through his knee and somehow not it hit anything critical. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Have a doctor. You haven't seen that yet, but I, I was blown away by that, that he just, you know, they're like the ACLs intact, the PCLs intact, all that stuff. He, it didn't shatter bone. Somehow he, he, he did, just, it passed through without. Did, did the bullet ricochet off his kneecap? Is that- <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, I think that he's actually going to be back. Like, Listen, I'm looking at my legs right now, and I'm just picturing a bullet going through them. Well, and I'm not picturing. Them I think this is going to be a little bit. This is kind of where we compare Ryan Robinson's <laughs> legs to your legs. 
I think there's a, there's a little bit more meat, maybe. For, Is that it? <laughs> Did you see the uh, Ravens mascot knee injury? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I I was talking to a buddy of mine at, the, at my kid's bus stop, and he told me he drafted him, and he's he doesn't have an IR spot on his roster. I I, I got to be honest, I still wouldn't hold on. I can't. Yeah. I have been having a hard time picturing him not being out at least like eight weeks. Um, and that's with zero medical knowledge at all. I'm, pro- <laughs> I'm projecting eight weeks. <laughs> so anyway, oh, and I forgot one, one other player. I know nobody likes this guy, but Miles Sanders, I've, I, I just think he's, I do think he's a good running back. I think he's just, but unfor- he's had some unfortunate, um, just soft tissue injuries and getting his ankle rolled up last year. But, I think this Eagles offensive line is just going to have their way with the uh, with the Detroit Lions defensive line. So I think he's got a career average over five yards per carry. Um, let's just hope they let him get in the end zone. He didn't score a touchdown last year. You got to think the coaches know that to some extent and want to get him a touchdown early. So I think Miles Sanders is going to have a really good game against Detroit. Then I shall die as one of them. <laughs> that's steven uh steven has been a miles sanders truther his entire career and yeah. steven if it doesn't happen this year uh it's time to say goodbye to miles sanders unless he gets traded yeah it's pro- it probably will be time to but I, but it, for for one more ride just one more <laughs> ride okay it's it's like that ex-girlfriend and miles sanders keeps texting steven you up <laughs> yeah and i always answer i gotta let it go you gotta you gotta let it go but i don't know i kind of i that was a guy i brought up in my draft people were asking about him and it's like nobody can can he, there has to be some progression there in the touchdown department he can't can't be as like what would be the opposite of touchdown dependent and be <laughs> he'd like just that's him. Him. yeah He's completely completely independent of it. Independent, um, uh, yeah. I don't want anything yeah. to do with those. He's going to score some. It's that's yeah. got to get better. So and I, I do think, think see, I think we could see some of that market correction there. Listen, this is like there's like zero data analysis into this theory, but they're just going to go. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So I did like that stat sheet. Yeah. yeah. So I did have to look it up because I was like, I just don't want to do fake news. But there is a there's reports that they think four weeks for Brian Robinson. Really? Yeah. So I I saw that in my draft and I was like, well, I'm just gonna stash him because I. All right. If it's four oh, weeks, yeah. I'm more optimistic on it. I have him in dynasty, so I'm I'm hoping it's sooner than eight than the eight that I just came up with on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right on. Let's jump into the Devi rookie watch update. Uh, what an awesome start to the season. I I the I, I have a hard time remembering another week one that was that exciting uh, for college football. It was really awesome, and uh, just so everyone knows, we're going to continue doing a collaborative post each week uh, where Stephen and I kind of break down five storylines or five players that we think that that popped that we should be keeping an eye on, and uh, that's kind of the goal of our collab post. Don't you think, Steve? I, what I want to do is just kind of sprinkle some of this in all off season because. I think it's good for those that are the people that are interested in finding out a little bit about these college players that are going to be coming pros next year, rather than just like doing this big, you know, cram course uh, at the end of the year, we're just going to kind of sprinkle in some nuggets throughout the season. It's like just weekly stuff, just to kind of, you know, let people know 
who to pay attention to and who's looking good and maybe who's struggling. So, yeah. So some things that popped for me, uh, over the course of the first week, um, first of all, just an amazing weekend. Like I said, for watching football, it's cool before the NFL starts. Cause they'll do games Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, <laughs> so it's, I, I love it. Of course I have no life, so I can watch all those, but number two, Ohio state, uh, won a tough game over number five, Notre Dame. And I think CJ Stroud played well. Uh, there was some, some followers that just wrote CJ Stroud sucks, you know, and, and they had some really great, uh, feedback on, on that post. But I think that he played well considering that Jackson Smith and Jigba, the number one wide receiver in the nation was out and they, they really just had to grind it out and use their O line and running game. But I still think he's a guy you're going to have to keep an eye on. And people are talking about him as, you know, one of the top five picks in the draft. The one that really popped um, was Anthony Richardson for me. He played against, he's the Florida Gators quarterback and he played really well in an upset of Utah if you watch any of the highlights, you'll kind of see that this guy is just a freak. He's 6'4", 230 pounds, and runs a 4'4", 440. So we're talking about a guy that can it, – it has a Josh Allen vibe to it because he just has this huge arm and is able to break out and make plays with his legs as well. We all know about Bryce Young. He won the Heisman last year. He decided to kick off his year with six total touchdowns. And I had a lot of people being like, oh, that was Utah State. And it's like, well, Utah State won the Mountain West. They're, that is not a scrub team. And Alabama just torched them 55 to zero. Another yeah, but it's the Mountain West. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, another one that I was excited to see, because you never want to see a guy that has an NFL, uh, you know, grade on him go down with the knee injury and have that mess up his career. Uh, but, or actually it was an Achilles injury, sorry. But Muhammad Ibrahim, he's a running back for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. He returned from that Achilles injury. And he rushed for like 132 yards and two touchdowns in like a half. So he's looking really good. So that's an update and that's a name that you want to keep an eye on. Also, ton of Midwest fans uh, in these posts. I, I thought that was really interesting. People love the Gophers. And uh, another guy, another Big Ten kid was the, uh, the, Purdue, the Purdue Penn State game. I, I was just like, oh my gosh, no wonder. This guy transferred from Iowa, which Casey talked about their offensive prowess, um, <laughs> transferred from Iowa over to Purdue, and Charlie Jones just blew up. He had 19 targets, and he I, I didn't know this until watching the game, but his quarterback uh, and him played Little League football together, the quarterback at Aiden O'Connell at Purdue. And so, man, they still had some rapport there. He had 12 catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. So he's kind of in that same role that David Bell was. And it was it was interesting to watch that they just couldn't stop him. So, But, man, there were some other great games, and there's a lot of other players to feature. Um, I will say that our followers listed some great players. Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. Trevor Etienne, Travis Etienne's brother, is a freshman quarterback – or freshman running back at Florida, sorry. Uh, Sean Tucker from Syracuse is a guy that we will eventually feature – and then uh, Caleb Williams, everybody's like, why didn't you feature Caleb Williams? And I just didn't feel like they played as good of a team as CJ Stroud did. So that's kind of why I went that way. And uh, also for our listeners and followers, we are going to try feature players that are for this upcoming draft as much as possible. So Caleb Williams is only a true sophomore. So technically he can't be in the draft next year. So week two, we have five featured games and I, it's just, it's really another great week if you want to pick up just a little bit of scouting in a short amount of time. Um, because we have Alabama at Texas. You can catch two of the top five Debbie players out there in the same game. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young 
and Texas running back B. John Robinson. Now, Casey is right. We were talking earlier about this will probably be ugly. I don't think Texas is quite ready for a game like this, so it might not be a great game to scout B. John Robinson, but I do like that two of the top five players are all kind of in the same uh, stadium at the same time. So you could watch that game and catch that. The other one that's really interesting and a guy that's getting a lot of pub is Will Levis, the quarterback from Kentucky. So Kentucky is going to take on Florida. So you could watch Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, the two quarterbacks in that game, are both guys that are trying to make their way into the first round. Uh, So a cool game that you could catch there. South Carolina at Arkansas. Again, I said K.J. Jefferson played well the first week, and he gets another primetime game, this time against Spencer Rattler, who at one point was supposed to be the man and has since transferred from Oklahoma, ended up at South Carolina, uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes now playing against a really good Arkansas defense. And then just two more games here that I think if you could catch part or all of these or some of it or just watch highlights. Baylor at BYU, I, I think you got to kind of watch out for the Cougars this year. They went into South Florida this past week and just crushed them. And they have a lot of grown men on that team. They go off on their Mormon mission and come back and now they're <laughs> four years old and, and they play like it sometimes. And their quarterback, Jaron Hall, he could get a ton of NFL hype following this game. He's the first African-American quarterback in the history of BYU football. And he almost beat out Zach Wilson in 2020. Zach Wilson had to kind of stave him off. And then, you know, Zach Wilson ended up being a top five pick. So got to keep an eye on Jaron Hall. And then uh, their wide receiver, you'll love this name, Stephen Puka Nakua. That's not a made up name. That is a wide receiver for BYU um, that you should definitely watch. And Baylor's a really trendy college football playoff pick. But I don't, I don't know if they survive this game. I think going into BYU could be a tough one. And then one last game, uh, the the best, one of the best wide receivers in the nation, not named Smith and Jigba, is Jordan Addison, and he transferred from Pitt in the offseason to USC. He followed the NIL money and Coach Lincoln Riley out there. And so, watching the USC at Stanford game, you can catch him and Caleb Williams, who I talked about, who is really the real deal. He's a season away. But the other guy is Tanner McKee from Stanford. Um, Everybody is really into that player. You know, Davis Mills has, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm not sure he will be by the end of the year, but uh, Stanford quarterbacks every once in a while, you can see them pop. So that could be a fun one to watch as well. Any comments? Fun fun little tidbit on Stanford. Um, Emmett Smith Jr. um, His name isn't actually Emmett Smith Jr., but Emmett Smith's son, his first carry for Stanford went for like a 72-yard touchdown. So he might be fun to watch. Oh, cool. I did not know that one. You got me there. Well, and speaking of little tidbits and like knowing and not knowing, Stephen, I thought thought we could end my segment tonight with uh, some questions for you. Do you think think you could do these? We had some fun with you trying to pronounce Duquesne or Duquesne as it's pronounced. (laughs) So, uh, Stephen, what do you think? A college football quiz show. Sure. And now, the NCAA Backdoor Fiction Game with Jesse and Steven! <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you guys come up with segments that, I, that I'm just uh, walking into. That's fun. I like it. <laughs> you even got to make me a little drop. You like that? All right. So first question here, and these kind of fact, fiction, quiz, all this stuff together. Uh, this is a true thing here, but I want to see if you can name Uh, some of these teams. So there are 132 D1 football teams and 11 whose mascots don't end in an S. And an example would be the Stanford Cardinal. It's not the Cardinals. It's the Stanford Cardinal. 
Can you name? Mad. Can you name five more? You want me to name five college mascots <laughs> that don't end in an S? There's eleven, so I'm only I'm only seeing. First of all, one I think would be <laughs> impressive. I could get this. Oh, uh, let's see. College. Well, actually, here I'll give you another head. So I just you... have to give you. No, I know one. Okay, how about I have to give you five who's, that don't who's, end... the, who's the number one team in the nation? The um, roll tide. Let's see here. The uh... <laughs> Crimson Tide. The Crimson Tide. On. Yeah, the Crimson Tide. There's one. There's one. See, there's okay. no S. All right. The um let me think here. Okay, so you got is one? It, no, yeah, the Navy S. midshipman. Oh wow. See, he went he went deep cut there. I, I was doing <laughs> that's, that's I got cool. another one. Okay. First of Steven, all, can Steven I Woods. can I say the CU bison? Because uh <laughs> That that logo on their helmet is not a buffalo, okay? Yeah, that is a Jesse, bison. Here we go. See, why didn't I hear any buffaloes on your Debbie Rookie watch? I'm a little uh, oh, concerned. <laughs> this, we don't need to get started on that. They they may be the worst Power Five team in the nation. They, uh, it's I was awful. I was with our with my friends over the weekend. We were trying to find a win on the schedule, and it, it was going to be Arizona, <laughs> but now Arizona looked really good. It's so it's not looking. Okay, come on, Steven. You got Steven. I got, I got another hint uh, for you. One of the probably the most popular team in college football. The most fan popular, base. the biggest fan base, most likely. Biggest college fan base. Um, Rudy played there. Oh, the Irishman. Right? <laughs> oh God, the Fighting Irish. Fighting Irish. Yeah. <laughs> The Irishman. <laughs> okay, this, you know. this is working out perfectly. Okay. Who are those guys with kilts? <laughs> I don't watch college football. Okay, um, oh, let's see. The uh... Steven, I'll give you another hint. So hmm. I said the midshipmen. The mm-hmm. other one ends in men as well. <laughs> they used to be dominant. Play in New York. They look like the Browns. Donovan McNabb. Oh. There. Yeah, no, I got the Syracuse. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I know what their mascot is. <laughs> Orangeman, Orange, Orange 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 Yeah, I got oh, that. Good All job, right. buddy. All right, and then you anybody, know what? anybody. I got to be honest. I don't know if I like this game. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna be I love this game. This is my favorite. <laughs> uh, I only got four questions, Stephen. Okay, so this isn't going to go super long here. And then, and then okay. uh, question okay. number two. How do you okay. pronounce the name of Clemson's starting quarterback, who was once considered a first-round talent, but might get beat out this season? DJ. I, I need to know the last name too, Stephen. <laughs> okay. DJ Ugalele. <laughs> Ugalele. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, we right? need like a buzzer sound for when it's like, like uh, we need like a ding, and then well, we won't ever need case, a ding. It seems like I don't... We, this thing where you've only got like eight sound effects is really, it's really hurting us. <laughs> okay, it's it's it, it, Stephen. If anybody asks you again, it's DJ Uyungale. Where's the end? <laughs> okay, say that again. <laughs> Say that again. DJ Nasqua, Stephen. I am Nasqua, yeah. DJ Uyungle. I challenge that. (laughs) 
that, there's no N in that. I'm looking at it. Did you spell it right? All right. Next question. Uh, it's a okay. picture. Whose mascot is that? <laughs> what are those? Uh, this is an ACC. Peanuts? This is yeah. This is an ACC school. He kind of looks like the planet. No, it's, it's uh, that's a uh, that's Pitts or uh, close. Pitts? Pittsburgh's mascot. No, they're the Panthers. So no, that's Penn State, right? Oh <laughs> no, that's that's a lion. Uh, <laughs> that looks uh, like the. Oh, that, here, that looks here's like your the, hint. Here's the your hint, Stephen. Your mm. your most frustrating pick that um, Josh McDaniels ever made was a cornerback. For oh, this. that's uh, oh, got it, got it. Nope, that's all I needed. That's uh, Wake Forest. Okay, and what's that's the, the top that the um the uh, Planters <laughs> guy? <laughs> Wake Forest Planters peanut. No, that, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. That is the Demon Deacons. <laughs> ah, okay. All right, we we only got one more here. This I I feel like this is an easy one. Where did the 49ers quarterback Trey Lance go to college and how do you pronounce their mascot? That was a uh, North Dakota State University. Mhm. Picture in the helmet. It just has the initials on it, right? No. I feel like this it's an like, animal. Steven. I think it's a cat. I think it's a Steven. feline creature. I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100%, but I believe he's already said the mascot when critiquing another team's mascot. Yes, he did, actually. He said it earlier. All Everything that happened prior is a blur <laughs> at this point. I can't remember anything that already what is, happened. What is your gripe with CU's team? Oh, the the bison. Hey, he got it. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's incorrect. In North Dakota, it's pronounced bison with a Z. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. That was yeah. I really wish I had a drop for how uh, pretentious you're being right now, Jesse. <laughs> listen, listen, I don't need to know the mascots to be good at fantasy football, okay? <laughs> well, that was fun for me. I don't know if it was fun. For that was a blast for me. Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> Trust me. All right. Well, we are going to move on to some follower questions, and we'll try and go through these relatively quickly. We're running a little long here tonight, but uh, we're having fun, you know? So we're going to keep going, but... Uh, we do have some follower questions that we want to get to tonight. And uh, like I said before, we want to involve our audience. We love hearing from you guys. So let's do some start sit advice for week one. You cool with that, Steve? Yep. All right. So D Zaff ask Edmonds or Pierce. Um, I'm going to go Damian Pierce. I think he's basically they've the, the Texans have stated he's their RB one. Um, I still think Edmonds and Mostert are going to split the the workload a little bit. We've already seen the 49ers. They kind of run a committee. It's not a cake matchup against the Patriots either. Not that Pierce going against uh, the Colts is either, but I'm going to go with Pierce. I think he's going to be a little bit more of a workhorse, so I'll go with him. And uh, Casey does a really good job of correcting Stephen and I when we say things wrong. He he, what did you, you he called him something else, Pierce? It is Damian Pierce. I thought it was Damian. I feel like I've been hearing Damian, but I could be oh wrong. God, here we go again, oh, man. son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nacho underscore V seven asks Isaiah McKenzie or Chris Godwin. I mean, if Chris Godwin's playing, I'm going Godwin. The, the guy was a top 10 wide receiver before he got hurt. So it, it's, he shed the knee brace. Supposedly he's good to go. I'm going to get a little more info from, from some people I know who are, 
are better with the medical side of things. But for now, if he's playing, I'm starting Chris Godwin. Definitely over McKenzie. J underscore Rouse 23 asks Gabe Davis or Deontay Johnson. Um, I really like Gabe Davis. Oh, he said Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. <laughs> I know, uh, but I fixed it that time. I didn't pull I, I a wrong said, No, it threw me off for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not even that high on Deontay Johnson, but I probably would lean Deontay Johnson. He did have, uh, I don't know if he, I think he might have missed one game versus the Bengals last year, but the one that he did play, I think he had something like 13 targets. Now, I know Big Ben's not there, and that's part of the reason I've been fading Deontay, but I think I'm going to lean Deontay a little bit on this one um, just because I think I think they're going to have to try to keep up with uh, the Bengals, and so they're going to be throwing a lot. So I'll go Deontay over over Gabe Davis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Gave. Go, um, yeah, Gave. Yeah, Gave Davis. I'm going to go really phonetically accurate here and see if I get this one right. No worries, Joe, underscore IOD, but there's all sorts of numbers and stuff in there. Uh, He asks, this is actually a good one, and and feel free. If you need to go to Casey's gut for any of these, he's always available. Uh, Brees Hall or A.J. Dillon? Um, I'm going to go uh, A.J. Dillon in this one. I just think it's going to be a tough matchup for the Jets. The Ravens are just, they're just a good coach team. They always start off the year on fire. Remember a few years ago when they played Miami week one and like blew them out 55 to, it's like 55 to nothing or something. Um, I think they're going to have their way with the Jets. And I think Brees Hall is going to be one of these running backs, similar to Jonathan Taylor's rookie year. It's not going to be pretty right away. I think he's going to split more work with Michael Carter to start the year. And this is a game where it's going to be a negative game script for the Jets. I see Michael Carter playing more than Brees Hall. So A.J. Dillon, he's going to get – we know that the the Packers are going to get in scoring position. And I could see with with not the weapons that they had with Devontae Adams in the red zone before, I could see A.J. Dillon getting a lot of rushing yards. I could also see him scoring a few touchdowns. So I'm going Dillon. All right. I'm agreeing with most of these, so I, I'm not that's why I'm not debating you. T underscore Kuo23 asks Stanford or Lance. I would probably go with Lance on this one just because of the rushing upside, and it's a very favorable matchup against the Bears. I think Lance will definitely have a good game. So I'll go Lance. My uh my little nine-year-old buddy Trevor that's just starting fantasy football. Uh his his mom texted me today with a question. Uh Lance or Jalen Hurts? I'll go Jalen Hurts this week. Um, I think that it's just an extremely favorable matchup for Hurts. Both of them are good, but we've already seen what Hurts can do. We're still there's still some questions about Trey Lance, so I'll go with Hurts. All right, Joey underscore Hulse asks Travis Etienne or Equinemius St. Brown. Um, you know I don't know how much of Darius Slay St. Brown will see if it's a decent amount i don't like it as much and i usually err to the side of the running back etn was drafted ahead of st brown i would have a hard time benching st brown or sorry uh etn for st brown so i'll go travis etn all right and then our last one here this this is kind of funny actually l underscore dab asks gibson or penny week one and then goes on please go in depth so i can get a better understanding and uh, the part i think is funny is 
we we don't have to ask Stephen to go in depth. Okay? <laughs> this is something that Stephen just naturally does. So yeah. you know, I mean, I appreciate you adding that in, Eldab, but we uh, it, he'll go in depth. Don't worry, Gibson or Penny, well, week one. I'm going to go Antonio Gibson. It's a better matchup. It's against the Jaguars. Um, they're three point favorites, whereas Penny, they're underdogs in this one. So. I just think that the Seattle offense could just be stuck in mud. I, I could see them just a lot of three and outs, a lot of punts, just not being able to do very much. Whereas I think the commanders and the Jaguars, it might not be pretty, but both offenses will get a decent amount of attempts. And I think Gibson, you know, he was a top 12 running back last year. It wasn't amazing. It was 14 points per game, but I think he's just got better upside in this one. So I'll go with Gibson. All right, fellas. Well, that is it for tonight. I'm going to close it down. Tune in next week for basically we're going to start recapping NFL action. It's going to be great to have some. Uh, we'll get into some more start-sit advice and uh, answer more more follower questions and more listener questions. Uh, if you want to find Steven, you can find him at Fantasy Guides. You can find Casey at NFL Cover Zero, and you can find me at Debbie Rookie Watch. For the three of us, thanks for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Best way to help us out is to just share it with a friend. Tell them that uh, these guys are giving you some good information. And make sure you're stopping by Stephen's website, shopfantasyguides.com, to check out that new uh, season guide that is coming out pretty soon. We'll catch you all next week. Peace. And now, the NCAA yes. I think it needs to be, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of like it. What do you think, Steven? I, you know, I think the audience will like it more than I did. <laughs> <laughs>